The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we continue hearing Jesus' high priestly prayer to his Father on the night before he dies on Holy Thursday. So it's a very important prayer, one of the last words Jesus utters this side of heaven. And notice he prays for unity. And not any kind of unity, but a deep unity that images the unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Where there is this bond between the three persons of the Trinity, this sacrificial love. Now, there's a reason that Jesus prays for this, not only because unity is a good thing, but because there is a witness value to it. When the community, when any community is deeply in love with each other and that unity is visible, others who desire to have that unity will ask, what's the source of it? Whether it's in a community like this in the church or even in a family, unity is so important. Now, the enemy, Satan, also realizes unity can be dangerous for his side because he always wants to divide and separate. If you ever read the book by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce, he talks about the life of those who are not in heaven, possibly in hell, but possibly in purgatory. And one thing that marks them, and especially those who are bound for hell, they don't like each other. They don't like anyone. And they want to be separated as far as possible from each other. That's really at the heart of sin, because sin divides, sin separates. We see it in the Garden of Eden, where Satan first tempted our parents to eat from the forbidden tree. And what happens? Four ruptures that divide. First, Adam and Eve are divided in their own soul. There's this disharmony now within their passions. So now they look upon each other with lust, whereas before they didn't. And that causes division between Adam and Eve, man and woman. So that's the second rupture. 
The third rupture is that both of them are now separated from God because they hide themselves in the bushes. God has to come looking for them and they are afraid because now all of a sudden there is this distrust, this fear, whereas before there is harmony. The fourth rupture is Adam and Eve are now in disharmony with creation itself. So the man has to sweat by the sweat of his brow even to eat food and the woman in pain gives birth. So what Satan wants today is that same rupture, whether it's in family life or in our own souls, in the church, in society. Now, the way that we come to peace and unity is from God. When we're baptized, we're baptized into Christ. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us, and that brings peace in our soul when we live out our baptism. In fact, baptism gives us what's called a priestly identity. Me as an ordained priest, but you as your ordinary priesthood of the baptized, which means you have the ability to not only pray, but offer sacrifices as a priest in union with Christ, who sacrifices himself to the Father. So your being here at Mass is a participation in that loving sacrifice. Now that's huge because when we do that, the Holy Spirit is deepened in our soul. And we participate in the high priestly prayer that Jesus continues to pray because he's now in heaven. And as we heard from the letter to the Hebrews, Jesus always intercedes for us before the Father for our salvation. So now we're in union with Christ in his prayer. Now this is the epic struggle between good and evil. God wants unity, Satan wants division. We see how it works in the first reading in the early church where Paul is quickly arrested when he comes to Jerusalem because the Jews have stirred up the crowd. He's brought to trial and notice what he does. He's a Pharisee so he knows the division that already exists between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees believe in the resurrection and in angels. The Sadducees don't believe in any of that. So what does Paul do? First thing he says when he's on trial, brothers, I am a Pharisee and I am on trial concerning the hope of the resurrection of the dead. As soon as he says this, there's a great argument that breaks out among the Sadducees and Pharisees and it actually ends up in violence right in the courtroom so that Paul has to be ushered out by the Roman officials and he's put in jail for his own protection. But we just see how even in the early church, division has to be overcome. Let us pray that God would give us the grace to love each other deeply from the heart. The real strength and the answer to the question is in the first reading, right at the last verse, where Paul is now back in prison. That night the Lord stood near him and said, Keep up your courage, for just as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, you must now bear witness also in Rome. Words of encouragement from Christ himself, who appeared to Paul in a vision, saying, Keep up your courage, because you have to testify testify to that love and unity, and Paul will do the ultimate testimony, which is giving his life as a martyr, because he's put to death. As we continue to 
build our family here in this parish and in the family of parishes and you and your ordinary, extraordinary families. Let us ask God to really help us to love one another deeply from the heart. And always ask forgiveness if we've hurt each other. Always call the Holy Spirit upon us that we may be good witnesses to Christ and to each other. Let us pray.